Nurses, when you're stuck in the mire and you can't find your way out and you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees, the 10,000-foot view is what you really need. Let's talk about a bird's-eye view of your nursing career right here on episode 106 of The Nurse Keith Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nurse Keith Show, or welcome for the first time. If you're a new listener, thanks for being part of the Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. I'm a member of the Pulse Media Network of Podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, The Innovative Nurse Show, Elizabeth Scala's Your Next Shift podcast, and Nadine Grzkowiak's The Gluten-Free RN. More shows are coming. They're in process right now, and you can check it all out at PulseMediaNetwork.com. You can find me on iTunes, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc., etc. Look me up. Shoot me a message. I would love to chat with you. Oh, and check me out on Instagram, too. We have lots of fun on Instagram. I would love to see you there, and I am Nurse Keith Coaching on that platform. Anyway, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 106. Let's get into it. Folks, just recently, I republished a blog post that I had published back a few years ago. I updated it and put it back on Digital Doorway, publishing it on Monday, April 24th, 2017. And it's called The 10,000-Foot View of Your Nursing Career. And what happens for me and why I want to talk about this, and I think I've mentioned it before, but you can't mention this too often, I find, is that Nurses often, like I said in the intro, can't see the forest for the trees. They're stuck in the mire. They're stuck in the muck. They're working day to day. They're in the trenches. Any cliche we could think of will work or any metaphor will work for this particular situation. And you can probably relate or you know someone who could relate. You're stuck in there. You're in the mud. Your shoes are stuck in the mud. You can't move. And you feel like all you can see is what's in front of you. You can't see anything else. And that's why we need to get on a ladder and climb up high or fly in a plane or do whatever we can to get above our situation. Hop in a hot air balloon, in your mind, of course, unless you want to hop in a hot air balloon, and get above the muck and mire so that you can see what's actually going on. You have to be able to see it all. And if you get some vertigo, it's okay, you'll get over it, but we really need it, and you can bring some Dramamine along if need be. When nurses are looking at their careers and they call me for coaching, they often are looking at their resume, their cover letters, their thank you letters, their interview skills. Maybe they want to use LinkedIn and have a great LinkedIn profile, and they want to figure out who to contact, who to reach out to where to look for a job, maybe even where to live, where to relocate. And 
when you start to look at those larger details, like where do I really want to live? Where would I like to work? Do I need to relocate to another part of the country in order to have the lifestyle and work style I want? That's where you want to go. That is taking a bigger view of your career. Now, don't get me wrong. We talk a lot here on the Nurse Keith Show about resumes, interviews, LinkedIn, cover letters, all those different pieces, all of those tools in your nursing career toolbox that you definitely need to have sharp, oiled, and ready for action at any given time. You need to have all those tools ready. However, those tools don't really serve you really well if you're not really looking for the opportunities that you really want, if you're not tuned in with what your truest desires and aspirations are, and those truest desires and aspirations often move far beyond what you're doing now or where you feel stuck in your life. So the details are important. They can be very useful. They're tools. They're things that get you noticed. They're things that get you in the door that get you connected with other people like LinkedIn or your resume or your business card. You have a business card, right? Anyway, when you tackle those details, that's great. Having your resume all tuned up, having your LinkedIn profile shining, having your nurse business card in your purse or wallet so that when you meet someone interesting, you can hand them your card and stay in touch. This is a hint, folks. You need a business card, believe it or not. And if you don't believe it, call me and I'll tell you why. But these details aren't really going to serve you unless you can see the big picture. Now, for you, if you are a detail person, you might be great at, let's say, keeping a spreadsheet of your contacts and staying in touch with people or making sure your resume is always up to date, checking it out every six months so that your resume is always ready to roll. Those details might be really easy for you, but the thing is you might have a hard time pulling the camera back and making sure that you're seeing everything that you need to see about your career. So this 10,000 foot view is really looking at the arc of your career, the trajectory. And on this show in the past, I've talked about the short-term, the mid-term, and the long-term. And this is very important in terms of the larger view, in terms of the bird's eye picture of your career. Because yes, you have short-term needs, then you have mid-term aspirations and goals, and then you have the long-term aspirations and goals. And while we have talked about this before, I want to attack it again from a slightly different angle. So when you pull the camera back, when you go up in that hot air balloon to look at your career, first you need to look at, of course, the short-term. You need to pay your mortgage, your car payment. You need to pay for your kid's daycare or private school or maybe your kid's college. There are things that need to happen because those bills don't wait for you to figure out what you're doing with your career in 10 years. Those bills need to be paid now, and you need to take care of them. You also may have health concerns that need addressing in the moment. And those health concerns affect the midterm and the long-term, but they're here with you right now. If you have a chronic condition, that's the long-term issue. But if you have an acute condition or a flare-up, that has to be taken care of and can't be put off. 
So your health could be broken down into the short-term, mid-term, and long-term as well. Actually, you could take any aspect of your life, your marriage, your parenting, your home, anything can be broken down, looked at from various perspectives, and examined for what the goals are and where you are and where you want to be. So from this larger perspective, when we look at it, where do you want to be in, let's say, two to three years? Where is it that you're heading? And if this current job where you are isn't quite working, if this current path you're on isn't quite what you were planning on when you went to nursing school and graduated, something might need to shift. Now, the midterm, I see the midterm as five to 10 years, more or less. We look at the next half decade to decade for what you want to happen in the mid-range, in the midterm. And that has to do with those next steps in your life, in your career. Maybe your kids are graduating from high school in five or six years, God bless you, and you really want to start thinking, or you actually are thinking and maybe talking with your spouse, if you have a spouse, about what you're going to do when the kids go away to college. Do you want to downsize? Do you want to become a travel nurse and get some travel on and have some new experiences when the kids aren't as needy as they've been when they've been living at home? I've had that experience. My son graduated from high school in 2001, and that can be a disorienting time, but also a very enthusiastically interesting and amazing time of self-discovery when the empty nest really comes home to roost, so to speak. And then the long term for many of us includes retirement. It includes what we want to do in our third act or fourth act or fifth act, depending on how many careers we've had. I'm in my early 50s now, so I'm starting to look at what I want to happen in my 60s or even my 70s at this point. It's hard to believe, but I'm wrapping my head around it. So looking at your career from that perspective, also make sure you're considering your life and your lifestyle and your family and all the things you want out of it. Maybe you've been slogging away in acute care. You've been in the hospital for, let's say, 13 years. Your kids are now in ninth grade and 11th grade. Your husband or wife is working and feeling pretty good in their career, but feeling like a change might be coming down the road. So after this 13 years in acute care, you feel like maybe you've had blinders on for a while. You haven't seen that there are any other options. So you listen to some podcasts, hint, hint. You read some books. You read journal articles. You check out social media posts and see what people are talking about. And you realize, huh, there's something else I could do. And when the kids are, you know, getting ready to go off to college, maybe, maybe I can change course or maybe I don't have to wait for the kids to go to college. Maybe I can do something different now and set myself up for a whole new career trajectory once the kids are out of the house. Maybe my husband and I are going to cut down to part-time and start a business working from home and rent out the extra rooms for Airbnb. There's lots of different things you can do, but it's having the vision to be able to see what it is that you want. We need to look at our career change strategies. We also need to look at our career 
exit strategies. And I don't necessarily mean retiring or exiting from nursing, though that might be part of what you want to do. You might want to go back to school to become a therapist or an accountant or a mechanic, or you may just want to exit from, like I said, acute care nursing and go in a different direction. You may want to become a nurse entrepreneur like me. So being able to examine these possibilities and open your eyes to what is possible, that's where the rubber hits the road, my friends. That's where you can make a difference and start seeing where you're heading and how to pull the camera back and start making a concerted effort to create a plan. Now, like I said in this blog post, which will be linked in the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 106, I'm sure you've heard the saying, the devil's in the details. Well, if you think about this 10,000 foot view and the fact that you'd like to be a nurse entrepreneur in your 60s and you don't want to go back to school, but there's a couple certifications you want, but the kids are going to need help with college tuition and you actually don't want to travel much because the kids may need you. Where is your devil located? Where are those details? Where are the things where when you think about what you want, the first thing you think about is what's going to keep you from getting what you want? That's the devil in the details. And that's also that small voice in your head that always asks how, how am I going to do it? Folks, don't focus on the how, focus on what you want. Take care of the how later. If you figure out, that you really, really want to get that master's degree or PhD, there is a way. It can be done. People do it all the time. But if you think about the steps that will have to happen to get you to that place of getting that PhD, you're going to be stultified. You're going to be like a deer in the headlights and you're going to stop in your tracks and say, I can't do it. There's too much. I can't really see the bigger picture because there's too many details to get me where I need to go. Don't let that happen to you, my friends. Think about it. When you decided to become a nurse, when you decided to go to nursing school, if you had considered or known or been able to see with a crystal ball all the things you would have had to do, the tears you cried, the blood you spilled, the sweat you sweated, if you had seen all of those things that you would have to go through to get there, maybe you wouldn't have even have done it because you couldn't see the bigger picture because you were focusing on the pain of getting through each of those places to get to the final destination. That's why I say, don't focus on the how quite yet. Focus on the what, what you want, and then start working on the details. So yes, your devil may be in the details. Some people might really vibe with that task-oriented type of work where the details are easy, but the bigger picture is where they feel like they're wearing their blinders. So you have to find where your strengths lie and then recruit other people like a coach or a friend or a colleague or a family member or a spouse to help you make the decisions you need to make to go where you want to go. So you may be big picture friendly or you might be stuck in the details, unable to see the big picture, but being aware of where your deficits are, where you need to lean in and where you need to lean back, that's what's going to help you move the needle and figure out where to head next. 
So folks, if you're a detail person, the big picture might be easy for you to avoid or just to ignore altogether. Those details can keep you really, really busy. You can keep your nose to that grindstone. And then the bigger trends, the bigger picture is held at arm's length and you just slog away, but you're not really getting any clarity about why you're doing what you're doing. So if we focus at what's just in our hand, we might lose some opportunities along the way. We might lose or not even notice the potential for certain insights that could really make things move faster for us or help us discover something new about ourselves or our lives or our careers that we are otherwise blind to. And like I mentioned earlier, you might want to bring some Dramamine along because the 10,000 foot view can be dizzying. You might get a little life vertigo, a little career vertigo, because your creative mind might really go wander freely. And that might be kind of dizzying because you're used to really staying focused and allowing that right side of your brain to take over. That creative part that just wants to build and dream and create something new, that part needs to be exercised, not exorcised, but exercised. And your left brain your task-oriented brain that's down here on the ground dealing with the dirty details of daily life might be saying, hey, that stuff's just too creative and woo-woo and fluffy. We need to really focus on the task at hand and balance this checkbook right now. So setting your mind loose can be scary. I help some of my clients set their minds loose and start to think more creatively about what it is that they really want. And while that can be difficult and that can be a little scary, it can be kind of fun to stand on that edge and think about what you might accomplish if you let your mind go. So back in 2005 or six or 2007 or so, if I hadn't freed my mind, if my wife hadn't basically dragged me out of my workplace and slapped me silly, basically, and said, look, you are burnt out. Things need to change. You are not seeing the forest for the trees in any way. This job is burning you out and it is destroying your personal and professional life and your health. If she hadn't done that, if she hadn't pulled me by the scruff of my neck and said, look, you've got to make a change. I wouldn't be where I am today or who I am today. So I have to thank Mary. I should thank her every day for making that happen because I was really on the edge of burning myself out to an utter crisp. My health had deteriorated. My friendships and personal life had deteriorated. My home life was unhappy because I was unhappy and sick, and my job had just really taken over everything. It had really eaten away at the fabric of my life and my being. And I'm not being hyperbolic here, folks. I was really on edge. And that slap in the face that Mary gave me, that loving wake-up call, is what moved me towards coaching, towards realizing that burnout was real, that I could help other nurses get out of burnout or prevent burnout and create lives that really matter to them and lives that they love. I now live a life that I love. I work from home 100% of the time. I've created a life as a nurse entrepreneur. 
I'm no longer working in the clinical world, and that's okay for me right now. It's been about six months, and I'm enjoying it so far. I might go back someday, but I'm totally cool right now. So yes, I have struggles. Yes, I have financial and health and other types of struggles like other people do as well. And it took me about seven to eight years, and I had to keep my eyes on the prize. I had to keep that bigger picture in mind of creating a lifestyle where I could work from home in my pajamas as much time as I wanted with my cat here on the desk right now as I'm recording. That took time and it took me being able to work towards the bigger picture, the long term, while being in the short term and midterm and focusing on what was also on my plate, not just in the future. So my friends, not everybody wants to be a coach or a writer or a podcaster or a blogger or a consultant, but you may have aspirations that you just haven't allowed yourself to see. And when you pull the camera back, when you hop in that hot air balloon, when you go up 10,000 feet and look down at your life, your work style, your lifestyle, your family, the place where you live, the things that you want, the things that you have, the things that you want to have, and the things you want to get rid of you may realize that it's your current career you want to get rid of. It may be your job. It may be your relationships, I hope not, or your marriage or friendships, things that are dragging you down. That bigger view can help you see the patterns because when we're in it, we can't see the patterns because we're in the pattern. You need to get out of there. You need to get way up there to see the patterns and then figure out how to extract yourself. So folks, I want you to free your mind. I want you to do some self-assessments. Look at your weaknesses, your strengths, the opportunities and threats in your life. If you want to learn about a SWOT analysis that is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, send me an email and I will send you a little worksheet that you can work on and share with me. And that might help you start to look at how you want to examine your life. So if you email me at keith at nursekeith.com and put SWOT in the subject line, S-W-O-T, and this is only for the listeners of this podcast because only my paying clients get to do this SWOT analysis with me, you can do the SWOT analysis, send it back to me as a document, I will check it out, and we'll have an email exchange about what you discovered about yourself when you did the SWOT analysis. So that's your homework. If you really want my help, if you want to do a little work on that, I will give you a little bit of my time and access to the SWOT analysis worksheet, and I will help you analyze it by email. We'll go back and forth for a couple days so that you can look deeper. You can dig more deeply into your aspirations and goals and what really makes you tick. That might lead to some coaching with me, or it might lead you to read a couple books I recommend and do some digger deeping and and do some deeper digging and figure out ways to move the needle in your life, your work style, your lifestyle, in your career. So folks, I hope this little diatribe has been helpful. I hope it's been uplifting and empowering. I want you to take some inspired action. And doing this SWOT analysis is a great place to start. So really, sincerely, if you want to do it, email me at keith at nursekeith.com and I will send it to you and we'll do a little chatting, electronic chatting about what you discover about yourself. 
And did you know you could become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show? I have several patrons. I am so grateful to them because they pledge as little as $2 a month to support the Nurse Keith Show. If you pledge at least $5 a month for any period of time, I'll send you some gifts in the mail from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. How about that? And when you pledge to Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, you're actually supporting financially the production of this show. And the more support I receive, the more I can grow the show and reach more people buy Facebook ads, do all the things that podcasters need to do to make their show more effective, more efficient in the recording and production process, and to reach more people. So if you'd like to pledge, let's say $8 a month, that's $2 per episode, that would be awesome. So give that some thought. And if not, ask someone else to pledge on your behalf. And you know, the Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell. He's over at thepodcastingguy.com. Check him out. He is just the premier podcasting producer and editor. He is doing all the production for Pulse Media Network podcasts, and he is just awesome. His team up there in Washington State are wonderful, and we greatly appreciate Tim. Social media and promotion are handled by the wonderful and capable Mark Cappy Spiesen. Sending my best to Mark and his wife, Sheila, and their little baby, who's now a few months old. Mark is great. You can see his work on my Instagram and Facebook accounts. Check it out at Instagram.com forward slash Nurse Keith Coaching. Mark Cappy Spiesen is really a great member of my team, along with Tim Hollowell. Post a review and rating on iTunes. It really helps people find the show. Hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com. And you can leave me a voicemail right on my website, the pink banner on the far left side. Just click there. You can leave a message. I will play your voice on the air and respond on air to your question. That is cool. I would love for you to leave me a message. So folks, stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to make your nursing career and life more satisfying and fun than you ever imagined. Be well, folks, dig deep, keep in touch, and adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. <music>